So why Will? Uh, from my dad, Willard. And my, my dad was Willard and I'm Ardell, and he never had a chance to see me play. So um, I took his name and my name and first name and combined that for my stage name. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, so I just found that I've always... Yeah. Every time I talk about you, it's always Will Ardell, Will Ardell, which yeah. I get, it's yeah. not a bad thing, right? Well, that's I always the figured it'd be a lot harder for people, obviously, to pronounce Yeah, I, er- I already forget I'm it. I'm still trying to <laughs> so, say it. I can't remember. Right? Yeah, I've had people for 30 years that I've known that struggle to pronounce it. So, yeah, it's just easier from that perspective, and then it also gives homage to my dad. So oh, nice. That's like brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Thank that's you. awesome. And then why Burke? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Named after my dad also. <laughs> is, is your dad's name Burke as well? Yeah, my dad's name is Burke and my son's name is Burke. Oh. That's, so you're, I'm a Bur- you're I'm Burke junior. the Drop the darts. That's what Inspired Vapor Company wants you to do. Uh, Their goal is to help as many people as possible to quit smoking and switch to vaping. Uh, Both Blaine and Kevin, the owners of Inspired Vapor Company, um, want you to help to quit smoking. They have locations in Prince Albert, Melfort and Humboldt. Um, And you can also find them online at inspiredvaporcompany.com. And if you use promo code Moose10, you'll get a 10% discount on your order. So where are you like originally from? Like where's home to, home to you? Uh, my home now is Leader, Saskatchewan, but originally I'm from um, Pierceline, Saskatchewan. It'll be northern Saskatchewan. We look at a map, it's more central. Right. I graduated in Coal Lake, Alberta. And I've been down to Leader for 16 years now. Okay. Nice. Fun fact, Burke in Dutch is Birch. Huh. Hmm. Didn't know that. Now you know. <laughs> What's Mark in Dutch? Mark. Poplar. Mark. Poplar. Poplar. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Freaking rights. Um, no, I, I, I want to genuinely thank you guys for, mm. for doing this episode with us. I love doing these on location things. Yep. Big shout out to Skull Creek Studios for uh, granting yes, us to use this space and, Just the, put your hand in and the, the help with the audio. So oh, yeah, yeah. we've got yeah, some uh, Skull Creek guys here <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, so thank you for, for that. We really appreciate it. Yeah. This is episode, I want to say, 110 of the Sit Down Podcast. Okay, I'm rolling. Okay. It's winter time in Saskatoon. Spring ain't gonna come too soon As I'm walking down the avenue see I stop in at the Sally Ann To see if they can lend a hand And help him brother out when he's down They do all that they can do but Hopefully enough to see me through This cold snap that we're in I 
lights are coming and I'm scared Cause I ain't got nowhere to keep me warm Until the morning light And I see headlights come my way I wanna run but decide to stay God damn I should've ran for my life You see I'm a native man Living on this native land They don't like seeing us out at night So they load me up and away we go I pass a lot to them city homes They stop the car and they said Have you ever been on a starlight tour With the Saskatoon boys and blue Those northern lights are so pretty When it's 40 below Is the end of the line for you now, Chief How far can you go on frozen feet Get the starlight tours of Saskatoon It's the starlight tours of Saskatoon They kicked me out and there I stood Wondering, wishing how I could Find my way out of here So I started my walk toward the city lights and I fall with all my might Until I couldn't go anymore So I laid down in that frozen hill I couldn't cry and I couldn't yell And I knew then I wasn't going home and No one was there to hold me tight As I froze to death that night And I recall the last words I ever Ever been on a starlight tour with the Saskatoon boys in blue? Those northern lights are so pretty when it's 40 below. It's the end of the line for you now, Chief. How far can you go on frozen feet? It's the starlight tours of Saskatoon. It's the starlight tours of Saskatoon. It's Starlight Tours of Saskatoon. Thank you. Yeah, man. Good. <coughs> yeah, we this episode's gonna be fun fun packed. We've got six songs for you guys uh, this episode. Um, what we did was we recorded the six songs with the help of Skull Creek Studios and we're going to be talking about the songs individually and drop them in as we speak about them as well as help these guys promote uh, a concert they got coming up the the Blackbird Sessions which will be I forget the location it's off the top at, of my head. yeah Hank's Tavern in Bradwell Saskatchewan April 9th uh, showtime 8 o'clock and Mike Burke and I have uh, as mentioned it's us doing a lot of our uh, story type of songs telling a little bit how we wrote them and background behind it then playing a few covers and uh occasionally have a special guest up there too like uh romeo klein joined us the last time there on yeah. the harp and uh yeah it's been a 
been a blast. That was our first show, and we're looking forward to the next one coming up soon. How how many do you guys have in all? Well, right now we're still working on trying to finalize schedules for this summer, but we'd like to get at least a half a dozen in, hopefully yeah. if that works right. throughout the summer. Uh, obviously with Burke uh, doing shows with band and then solo and myself as well, it's just trying to line up schedules. And this year now with everything opening up again, it's – you know, it's kind of a madhouse to try to get yeah. booked. So yeah, you're getting you're getting phone calls a lot. And there's yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff. Everyone's everyone missed it. Everyone missed mm. the, yeah, missed the world. Now the world's back. Now everyone wants to experience it more. So that's yeah. A, yeah, we were we were meeting at the Capitol before this, and and Aspen and I actually were talking like, well, during the pandemic, everybody's like, well, there's nothing to do, mm-hmm. and now everybody's complaining like, oh, there's so much to do. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like it's like, yeah. Trying to fit a whole bunch of shows into one yeah. night, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's half the battle right now. So, how did you guys meet? Where Where did this come from? Uh, well, Wayland, Saskatchewan, I guess, is technically where it was. Like a year or two ago, we were playing uh, the same uh, same Dog little Patch, festival, yeah. Dog Patch Music right. Festival. Mark Butler puts on. Right. It's just uh, just outside Loon Lake, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Fantastic little grassroots festival. It's, it's wonderful. You know, they have so, so many uh, so many talented artists there, and that's uh, I was playing right before Will. And I met him backstage, had a, had a nice little bullshit session with him in there. And, and uh, yeah, I and mean, ever since then, we've just kept in touch. And, and it, it's, uh, our music's kind of speak to each other, right? It's uh, it's the same, but it's different. It's, There's a lot of storytelling yeah, in Yeah, it's based yep. in honesty, right? It's, we're not, I say we're not, we're not making things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I love that kind of shit. That's what appeals to me from you guys in particular. Like, Will, Will's been on the show before, mm. got to uh, play some songs for us there too but it's not like it is country but it's not like I can't classify it as I, I wouldn't classify it as country mm. um, and I and I would say that because of like the, the more storytelling it's not that twangy shit that you would hear you know what I mean <laughs> like it isn't it really isn't there's there's a a, a message in there yeah and I think right? you know for my, myself and I'm sure Burke's the same way too it's like you like telling the stories of perhaps experience you've had in life upbringing people that you know i think that's that's why we kind of hit it off right away and, and after we met that uh that day at the dog patch there we just became really good friends for lack of a better phrase but um yeah just keeping in touch and we have the same kind of style and um different upbringings but similar stories in a sense if that right. makes sense yeah and, it definitely does like and, even when i hear you guys play some of it I can't really put myself in those shoes, but I understand what what you're saying in mm-hmm. the songs. Like, for example, I'm trying to like some of it's new for me, too. So it, I'm trying to like I have to listen to it a few more times to really get in, in deep to it. But um, like, for for example, the the first song that you played this evening, like it Starlight Tour. Listening to it, it. It's not. It didn't make me uncomfortable, but it kind of made me uncomfortable a little bit, and I haven't been able to piece together why. I've seen the video a few times too, so I know what the song's about, right? And I know the story behind it, and I just still, honestly, I'm still just trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, it, like that's an impact that your music, both yeah. of you guys, that's the kind of impact that your music is putting out there. It's not just like a song that you can dance to or anything like the story has a message behind it and there's some actual power behind it and i have the utmost respect for that kind of of art that you guys are doing like i fucking love that shit i really do truly do appreciate that yeah Yeah. it's it's that's the point of 
that's the point of the art that's the point of the music like when when i take a pen and a paper and a guitar i'm not i'm not trying to write down what i heard on the radio earlier yeah. that day i don't i don't give a shit what they're doing in nashville or la mm. or yeah i don't care you yeah. know it's, that's been done they can keep it um i want to write down what i feel you know i want to i want to make music that makes my ears happy you know it has to be palatable obviously mm-hmm. but i want to make you feel something yeah you know i and and a lot of the stuff i write about like starlight tour i'm not looking to make anybody feel sympathetic with something like that the what i'm looking to do is 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 make someone feel empathy like when i wrote that song i felt <coughs> like i was the victim of that story and that's how I wrote that song. From that perspective, I pictured myself standing on the outskirts of Saskatoon, freezing death, looking at the lights. Yeah. You know, imagining what some of these people went through. You know, their last their last breath before hypothermia took them. And uh, I didn't feel sympathetic for these people, but I felt the empathy. I, I felt what they f- must have felt. Right. And that's and, and that's my goal for for all my songs, especially my really deep emotional ones, is to is to put you in the shoes, put the listener in the shoes of the characters in my stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. right. Is that how, um, not traumatizing, but how difficult is that to put yourself in that kind of headspace to create that kind of music? Like, fuck, man, that's, that's, I can't imagine that being something simply, simple to do. No, no, it's right? emotional. It's emotional. You'll find, I'll, I'll find myself teared up in songs and, as soon as I find myself teared up and emotional, and I'm like, okay, I'm on to something here. Because mm-hmm. if I'm doing that, the listener's going to be doing that. Right. You know? And like, you know, like we talked earlier, I'm not singing about my opinions. Yeah. Because, like, you know, the opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You know, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, most of my stories are factual stories, you know. And the Starlight Tour, I, uh, I wrote that shortly after the anniversary of the Neil Stonechild incident. Mm-hmm. And, the reason I wrote that is because I read an article about Neil Stonechild. And I, I read the article, and I'm like, wow. You know, and I was familiar with these with these Starlight tours, right. but I never really dove into them at all. So once I read that article, I read a little more, a little more, and I'm like, oh, I need a, I need a guitar. <laughs> so right. I, and that's, 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 that's how it sparked it, right? But, yeah, it's emotional. It's, it's, uh, it sticks with you. When, you when, when I was scared when I sang that chorus, you know, and like in the in, – those northern lights are so pretty when it's 40 below yeah you yeah. know like yeah the, the that it, line stands out that, it really does you know it's it's not a scary line but it's a terrifying line yeah <laughs> you know yes. I mean? yep. so but yeah it's 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 hard it's an emotional process for sure yeah so when i when i saw when we were looking into your music starlight tour came up on on youtube and i was like like the starlight tour and then i clicked play and was like oh it is the starlight tour mm, yeah so um for people who don't know what starlight tour is just look it up it's, yeah it's all the way <laughs> yeah, yeah just google it then. yeah we don't have to explain it but i mean i think th- the song um explains it pretty much what it what it yeah. was oh, yeah, i mean not in detail factual, yeah, yeah so. not in detail because you only have three and a half minutes or whatever yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's the important thing too like burke and i have talked as a songwriter is to be able to deliver that like you said with that emotional impact yeah doesn't matter what the subject matter is doesn't matter what line you have to cross to deliver it i think we need more of that in a sense absolutely in every yep. kind of art i mean there's a there's a place for the, for everything else too 
but I think the lasting art and the, the art that has the most impact societal-wise and personally-wise on individuals is art of that nature that, that has a message. It's stuff that stands out for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because we were talking about, uh, uh, let's let's call it bro country. Yeah. Um, there's only so many times, and I, whoever listens to it, great, but there's only so many times I can hear someone singing about blue jeans, <laughs> cowboy boots, tailgates, and exactly. you know, whatever. And stuff, stuff like that has its place. You know, sure. I understand. Yep. I, I've been no different, I suppose, at times in my life when I was younger, too. I think for the long-term longevity, longevity of all of it, I think you have to you have to evolve as a songwriter and you have yep. to become better. You can still write light-hearted songs, but at the same time, you have to have songs that are or have some depth to them. That means mean something. something to people. Yeah. But like, why do you do what you do? Exactly. You know, why why do you do what you do? I don't do what I do to sound like Buddy down the street. You know? Exactly. Right. You know, I, I don't. I could. I right. Sing karaoke <coughs> wherever. <coughs> Sometimes I'm a raging fire in a whirlwind smoke Drinking whiskey from the Father to drown the Holy Ghost I don't let the hard times kill me, ain't nothing gonna break my heart Oh, writing songs here in the dark The truth is this wide world turns too fast and we'll never plant the future if we keep digging up the past. Should I crash and burn, Lord? Hope I leave a mark. Whoa, writing songs here in the dark. Blame it on that wild western wind. Or the poetry of a madman needing my skin. Know that I love you, baby, like a meadow loves the lark. Oh, writing songs here in the dark. Wild ones renegade, small town born and raised. Our sweet salvation lies beyond the lines of the interstate. Tonight we'll go out dancing under a halo built of stars. Oh, writing songs here in the dark. Blame it on that wild western wind. Know that I love you, baby, like a meadow loves a lark. Oh, writing songs here in the dark, searching for a place we can find. Western wind 
love you, baby, like a meadow loves a lark. Oh, riding songs here in the dark. Oh, riding songs here in the dark. Thank you. Sorry for the interruption, you guys. I just wanted to tell you guys about Muse Canada. Uh, they're a new arts and entertainment media connection and support network. Skip the algorithms of social media and connect with other entertainment professionals across Canada. Sign up today for $5 a month or use the promo code FUNKYMOOSE2021 for 10% off. That is F-U-N-K-Y-M-O-O-S-E-2021 for 10% off. Back to the show. That's another thing that's very appealing about you guys too. Like, um, after getting to know you a little bit better and everything, it's not about like, you're not about the radio play or or the money of it or the stardom or or that kind of thing. It's like you know, I'm I'm just a songwriter. These songs mm. mean something to me, and I just would love to share them with you. You you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and and that kind of mentality towards the arts and stuff i love and respect that so much it's so different mm -hmm. from what i'm used to seeing and like, everyone's chasing that dream yeah. right and and you guys are like you're different in that aspect where you're just like fuck that dream like i'm just i'm just me man and this yeah. is what i do and and yeah. i just yeah. i love that about it i think there's there's so much to be said for honest art and it, it, there's it's always been you're seeing a big resurgence now down in the underground scene especially like tyler childers coming up and all yeah. these underground guys that are writing these amazing amazing songs and selling out large venues in the states so that has become a resurgent i think from perhaps the bro countryside yeah. that existed in the 2000s there for quite a while right so people are really starting to love the singer songwriter the stories that have depth they can still make you happy they can still make you sad they can make everything in between but you're starting to see a big resurgence of that in the industry yeah. too. And right. Like Burke said, you know, you, you, you might as well be yourself because it's the only chance you get. Yeah. There's it's, no point trying to be like anybody else. Right. It, and it is, I agree, I would agree. It's like, it's the truest thing. Like you're putting, it's like you're putting all your cards out face, face up on the table, man. Mm -hmm. Like this I, is what it is. Absolutely. And I also think that the, the people that listen to the bro country evolved with those artists, absolutely. maybe. Well, it's 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 the industry. Like, if you turn a radio station on, they're going to give you the same forty songs. Yeah. Whatever they get told to five feed or eight times a day. Yeah, general public. Yeah. And this is what you're going to listen to because yeah. this is what you're told to listen to. Right. Or paid to play. Exactly. You know. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. like, I think the industry is broken, but you know, like Will said, I think it's it's starting to heal itself because people are really starting to think for themselves. And I'm not talking about the artist starting to think for themselves. I'm talking about the consumer. Like someone at the other end who they want to know, they want to hear a story. They want to feel something. Right. They don't want to hear about a uh, an end gate and a gravel road and hear the word girl 17 yeah. times. Outside a football game and yeah. whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's, like I call it, it's paint by numbers, it's been done. If you do it, good for you, man. That's awesome. Uh, don't worry about me. I'm not your competition, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I always look at it too. Like even, even we've talked about like songs that, because him and I have seen, have a, quite a few songs that are maybe of darker nature and darker subject matter but i'll tell you what those kind of songs actually end up being more healing and positive yeah. at the end of the day than this fake band-aid of happiness that exists yeah, right 
because that doesn't solve a problem. It's like putting a bandaid on an artery wound. It doesn't actually, you don't stitch it up. Yeah. So I think when you, when you, for me, and I can speak for myself personally on this, but like some of the songs that I've written that have been really heavy and intense, they probably did more for me beneficially in the long run than anything else I could have ever have written. Like therapeutic. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. I was, I went through, uh, I dealt with alcoholism for a long time, long time. And I, I ended up in a, in an institution about eight years ago. And after that, it was a lot of my music really, it was my therapy. And, and I'll tell you, honest to God right now is what, what keeps me sober, what keeps me straight is, is music, is sharing my mm-hmm. art, is, is having people listen to what I, what falls out of my brain. Right. You know? I, I, I totally get what you're saying for sure. I, uh, 10 years clean so uh, I never yeah. ended up in an institution but I've done like programs and stuff like yeah. that to get help and fuck man every day is a struggle Absolutely, I, I totally <laughs> get it man yeah. I get it yeah, we're on the same page brother yeah <coughs> for sure okay this one's not a crybaby song so. seen prairie sunset while drinking beer Valmarie you can head north to that range line you won't believe things you'll see I have you pulled a fish from primrose through that cold and lonesome ice And how that whiskey warm you I have you feeling all so nice and This is where you come from This is where you belong Head south past Martino to that cold river bridge. You listen to the ghosts of the prairies and softly whisper, This is it. This is where you come from. This is where you belong. Run right through you like a river Tattooed on you like a song Have you strolled down past the Besboro Holding someone special's hand They call it the Paris of the prairies I can totally understand and bridge over to Broadway You hear those blues man laying it down They take the stage every night And give you that old familiar sound I seen this province east to west I felt its power north to south 
I listen to the ghosts of the prairies Softly reminded me of That this is where you come from This is where you belong I run right through you like a river Tattooed on you like a song 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 Thank you. Is there any songs like, or has there been a time when you're up on stage and it's you second guess like if you're in the middle of a song it's like holy maybe i shouldn't have played this one or or you're getting flack for some some content that you're putting out there on stage does that ever happen to you guys uh do you want to go first burke or sure well a lot of my songs are are indigenous based i'm an indigenous man right and i got a lot of songs um starlight tour obviously right you know it's, it's about racism um i just sang a song tonight called white man's world yeah, you yep. know that's that's dealing with the Canadian government. I wrote a song about my grandfather called Indian Boy and his time in, in residential school. Um, you know, there's there's people that are they doubt that the residential schools didn't happen. They'll say, "It's like come on, <laughs> the man who raised me was in one." <laughs> yeah, mm. and uh, but no, back to your question. When I'm on stage and I del I'm delivering a song, I'm fully committed to it, and uh, it's it is you take what you want from it. Um, you can, you can, I hope you like it. If you don't, well, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's, not, that's, that's not their choice. Yeah. That's yours to own. Um, I never, I'm never out to offend anybody ever. Um, a lot of my songs, I, I will build my set list according to the room. You know, I won't go into a room where I know some of my songs are good. Like if, if I got hired to play the policeman balls in, in Saskatoon here, I would not be playing Starlight Two or Two. No, <laughs> you know, if I would end well for me, I'd probably be, a good idea. Might be singing yeah. about me yeah. later. <laughs> 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 you know, but, but you know, I try, I try to build my set list. But yeah, there is when you when you sing about controversy and, and like you talk about racism and child abuse and yeah. addiction, mental. They're health, all touchy subjects. Suicides. Yep. People. Mm. Some people take it really hard. Some people take it like I take, like I say, I listen to Will's songs and, and I'll, I, I view it as therapy, right? And, and it makes me think, it makes me feel something. Yes. Yeah. We did, what, what did we do at Hank's that night? We, uh, you did one and I did one. They were on the same vein, I think. Was uh, it? It was Wounded Kids and. Uh, what was the one you did, the uh, name of that one? Indian Boy. Indian Boy, yes. Yeah. We did those songs right back to back, right? Because they're. They're they're speaking about similar things that happen happen right right but wounded kids like when you're talking about songs that people have struggled with listening to it's the same thing like Burke said is that um, occasionally like I, I had one person really upset that I would bring up the subject matter of child abuse in church which that song is kind of about and because that's uncomfortable for them right. Because it maybe it hit too close to home, yeah. and I when it when it becomes something like that, um, I think you just have to stick with your art in, in a sense because you're you're speaking the truth. Yeah, and the truth isn't always going to be popular, in a sense. So, right. Um, but we played those those two songs back to back, and that's a 
that's a heavy eight minutes right there. <laughs> there were a lot of tears in that audience. <laughs> but. Well, for me, uh, so as an immigrant into Canada, uh, things like the Starlight Tours, things like the whole, the whole racism was new to me. So every day, well, almost every day I'm learning about you know this this racism now of course um holland where i'm from is pretty multicultural so i'm i, I brought up open-minded like the color of your skin doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know um so I, I have to admit when i moved to canada I, I was shocked by how much racism there was and you know hearing that in a song every time i hear like starlight tour for example um like maybe what you said uncomfortable maybe not not to a point where it's like oh, i don't want to hear this but it's it's like it's, it, it makes me think yeah that's that's what like i said i need to wrap my head around it a little yeah. bit more i need to listen to it a few more yeah. times because it's triggering something yeah, sit in it Just yeah sit in it exactly yeah. right so what is it that's in the bed, right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's what is it that's making me feel this feeling that i'm unfamiliar with right now yeah and why is it doing that um, and to be able to explore that, I think, is is essentially what the intent of the song is to do. Yeah. Right. So why would I deny myself doing that? Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's part I of the enjoy ride, it yeah. and I want it. It's telling me something. Right. It's not only there's a song, but the universe or the yeah. feelings that I'm having. There's a reason for that. What is it? And how, and how does it. a person grow or learn without those pains? Yeah. Because it has to be done yeah. that way. I think that's the honest way of doing things. Become more understanding and more empathetic. And realizing along the way, and sometimes that stuff hurts. Oh, yeah. realize it. Yeah. And I think that's that as a songwriter is probably the highest thing you can ever do for people, and the best thing you can ever do for people. Yeah. I I definitely agree. Yep. There's a lot of there's a lot of sensitivity in today's society. It's just like I think we're all around the same age, and like look at back in like early '90s, like how and to where we are today. Yeah. Like you say the word fuck and people are going to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I probably just lost half our viewers right now. Just <laughs> like legit. Man. It's fucking it's, bullshit. Yeah, it's, but, but you know what I mean? And it's like, why is that word so offensive to you? Yeah. It's just a fucking word, man. Chill out, yeah. relax or get to the bottom of why that word is. You consider that word so offensive. Have, yeah. you, have you watched? Um, the history of swear words on Netflix. I think I started. I I, I started to. Fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nicolas Cage. Have you watched it? No, I'm going Nicholas, to now though. <laughs> Ni- Nick, it's, it's. I think it's six episodes, and they pick a a, a an specific o- offensive word. You're gonna put the link in this. So. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> sure. Does he like? Does he? Does he act it out to like really Nicolas Cage? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. It. What is this word? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. But that's like that. There's that guru too. And he was just on Rogan. Yes. And like he's got multi viral videos out there. And one of them in particular is about the word fuck and how it's like a noun. It's a verb. It's an adjective. Oh, yeah. It's all in how you use it. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. It's mm. just a word. Mm. So whatever that feeling that that the word is giving you, like there's something underlining there that you need to dig yeah. a little bit deeper. I you, think it's a delivery of it. Right. Yeah. Like the word microphone could be offensive depending how I use it. Yeah. <laughs> right? it, it's that, exactly. Yeah, like it's, all, it's, it's just a word. It's yeah. not going to cause you physical harm. I was going to say, are you comparing their songs to fuck? <laughs> you know what? Actually, yeah, yes, a little bit. Because yeah. like if somebody was to listen to your music and get offended in it, 
I, I'm, I guess, trying to compare it to the word, to me saying the word fuck. Like, if that offends you, like, you, if your music was to, like, there's something deeper than just that. Well, and Starlight Tour, for instance, I wrote the song, and when I write songs, I'm in my house, with guitar, my wife, she just, she's probably just white noise to her now. <laughs> but that song, I wrote it, and I'm like, Jenny, I think I'm onto something here. She's like, don't, don't record that song. I'm like, why? Don't. Like this was Saskatoon Boys in Blue. She's like, you can't use that line. I'm like, why not? She's like, you, you're picking a fight. I said, picking a fight and telling a story. And so we actually had a pretty good argument right. about it, Jenny mm-hmm. and I. And, and and I value her opinion probably more than anybody's. Yeah. And, and but I was holding my ground. I, I I said, if if I'm gonna sing a song about police brutality and change it for fear of police brutality, I may as well not do it at all, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another another friend of mine is like, yeah, I don't know if you should do that. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> we have to. Like, so these people telling me this, in my mind, triggers that we have to do it. Yeah. Because this fear shouldn't even be here anymore. Yeah, we shouldn't have to hide uh, as a lyricist or an, as an artist behind yeah. things that are truth. That's right. You, you know. know? Yeah. So. Like, I talked with Aspen to speak on the same note. We've been working on some stuff you know down the line for different songs i remember talking with us when i had some lyrics in one of the songs uh called whipping boy that i'm like oh that's a that might be a little bit questionable he's like no man just say it like it and it's not wrong it's just very heavy hitting so mm. you always sit there and you go i wonder there's always that in the back yeah. of your mind sometimes but um i think at the end of the day if you're speaking your truth or what is true the people that get offended by that, you know, that's maybe an issue that they have to deal with yep. because the truth is the truth. No matter what, it doesn't take a side. Absolutely. It yeah. I, I definitely agree in recovery. I've learned that I'm a, I'm powerless over everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Except for myself, my own feelings, yeah. my own emotions. That's the only thing I've got mm-hmm. any, maybe little bit of control over. Mm-hmm. If I say something that offends you, that's on you that you're offended. Yeah. It doesn't affect me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't like it, don't listen to it. It yeah. doesn't like yeah. that's just how like it is. Like in my recovery, I lost the ability to lie. Right. Like when I Hon- sobered up, honesty. I no longer possess the ability to lie. So if I tell you something, it's true. Yeah. If you don't like it, it's not my problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um I'm like like if I don't like your toque and I'm saying it's an ugly fucking toque, I'm yeah. probably not gonna say that because right. that's just me being an asshole. But if but I said it, it'd be true. It later. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I love. I've lost. And it, and if I got offended from you saying that, that's on me. Yeah. Mm. Like I can yeah, take it off or leave it on. <laughs> right. Like it's yeah. like who cares? I like my it. ugly toque. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Leave me alone. Exactly. Guys, that's the exactly. The will be going off after the program tonight. Exactly. Did you, no. see, did you see Aspen's too? Holding my memory burns bright as day. Whiskey and our living won't keep her at bay. She's the devil in disguise, and this is a wicked game. The more that 
try to leave unless I escape. There ain't no place to run, there ain't no place to hide. I feel the bullets punch my heart every night when I close my eyes, baby. I'm drowning in the waters of dangerous sand. Like smoke from the ashes, she slips in my room, piercing my heart and soul under the light of her. Charring the photo. place to run, there ain't no place to hide. I feel the bullets punch my heart every night when I close my eyes. Baby, if you hear me screaming, it should come as no surprise. I'm drowning in the waters of dangerous sight. to run, there ain't no place to hide. I feel the bullets punch my heart every night when I close my eyes. Baby, if you hear me screaming, it should come as no surprise. I'm drowning in the Dangerous oh, Eyes. Can you, right. can you tell us a little bit about that one? A little origin story on that, maybe? Uh, it's not really that great, um, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> Just be truthful. Yourself, yeah. it's, just be truthful. <laughs> it's the truth. But I had, well, I had written the, the melody for that before I went to Toronto. This was years ago. And I didn't have any lyrics for it. And then uh, we were almost done the album at that point. I think this was 2013. He was doing some mixing on some of the stuff for that album, and and I had that song, and I said, well, we should maybe just add that to the, you know, while I'm here, because it had a really nice melody to it. It's a very simple song to play. He's like, yeah, okay. He goes, do you have words for it? And I said, well, no. So he goes, <laughs> so I said, well, I'll take about an hour and I'll go into the foyer, 
think that's what they call them, the foyers. Yeah, I'm foyers, foyers. Foyers. Fancy. <laughs> you speak Rad- French, too. Rad- <laughs> so there I sat with a Bud Light, and I just ended up uh, writing a song. I wanted to write a song about a guy that, uh, this is how my brain works, but about this ghost of maybe his girlfriend or wife that passed away or somehow left and died in bad accident and came back and kept kind of haunting him. And that's the whole kind of premise of that song. I think I wrote it in, I don't know, 25 minutes or something. Oh, wow. And then uh, went in and recorded that, and that ended up being on the second album. But that's that's the only story behind that one, so it's a little bit different one from a lot of stuff I've been written. Did you do that when you were on the show? No, I didn't. No? No. What okay. show? Ours. Episode on ours no the yeah we were texting we were, about we were that actually, earlier so i was like i didn't want to repeat the same he's songs. like okay i was like which, which songs are you I, something like what songs are you thinking of playing and then so he spits out three and then i was like i'm gonna go back and sure shit the two out of the three he was gonna play tonight he played on the last episode oh, okay. so yeah. i was like oh okay but yeah because it, it sounded familiar yeah no uh, I, it was off my i didn't play it the last time i was here but okay. that's um that's on youtube it's been up there for oh shit nine years now maybe i just Eight heard it years, yeah. yeah that's yeah, where that's where i listen to all my music man it's like i do have a spotify account but Title. if i'm gonna listen to music i'm Title. i'm going straight to freaking that's what YouTube. i do i even just in the background like i work i'm on a computer most day at work so i just leave it roll in the back yeah. i find so many cool artists that way yeah i just find one i like yep. and it just keeps rolling through yeah for I'll sure here's something i like and i gotta find write the name down. yeah <laughs> i'm a big uh fan of music videos a little bit of but. music videos too mm-hmm. i'm so i maybe it's because i'm in that much music mtv school, era yeah, kind yeah. of thing but like dude i it's i <laughs> would much rather watch a video too there's I, so I, much that goes into it while working i can't i can't it's so distracting yeah, i can't watch a video at work no <laughs> it has to be either in the background background or i just put on title and just listen right but that's but. that's fun like instead of watching a movie or something just watch music videos man you see the retro I channel? I don't watch. It's got no. the it's got the retro videos, and so oh, my really? wife and I'll put it on. And it all, sometimes you get a lot of nuggets from the '80s, oh, yeah. but, but you know, <laughs> like the cheesy ones. Yeah. But he still dives into the '90s pretty good with a lot of the cool old videos. Were, was it much? Was it or much music or MTV used to have pop up pop up video? Man. Yeah, pop up video. That was video. the best music, show. That was the yeah, and it would have like little <laughs> fun facts about, about. I remember because. Brian Adams, Summer '69. They said Brian Adams says, "Oh yeah, like 18 times in this song." <laughs> I was like a kid. I'm like, "That's awesome." Yeah, that was a fantastic show. This is why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> really, uh, didn't yeah. we find that the other day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did find it on. Uh, where did we find it? YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube. For you American listeners, um, much music was our Canadian equivalent of MTV mm-hmm. when we were growing up. And in Holland, we had TMF. TMF. The music factory. Huh. Well, yeah, as far as videos, we both work like prehistoric productions too, like phenomenal, talented right. individuals like uh, Bradford and yeah, and Andrew and Francois and yeah, I've loved working with those guys. They've pretty much done everything I've I've released in the last since 2015 as far as videos. Man, right. it's like every every episode we have to mention prehistoric. Oh, it, it, you Dude, gotta give them a plug, man. They're amazing. They're Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they great boys. the last one you did with them was Highway to the Sun, right? That's correct, and I think uh, you yeah, did Starlight Tour. Starlight, with Starlight. With the boys yeah. Too. In the I I wanted to ask too in the Starlight video, how did you get um, LJ LJ to star in the video? Oh, he's a friend of mine. Okay, and I just you know shot him a message. Hey, dude, you want to 
You ever done any acting? I said. He's like, in high school. I'm like, want to do some more? Good enough. (laughs) And you know what, man? I I don't think I could have found a better actor for that role. Hmm. At the beginning, it was a long day for for LJ. Like, we did a lot of the scenes was one day. And then LJ's scenes was all day, another day. And it was cold out, man. And... (laughs) At the beginning of the day, he's kind of got some pep in his step. <laughs> you know, he's looking a little too happy for the situation he's in. And, <laughs> and Romeo, the guy who played the cop, he's like, he's way too happy. This, he's he's got to do something about that. And the temperature are getting colder. And about two hours later, Rome's like, yeah, that's what he's got to look like. <laughs> By the end, man, he's like, he did not want to be there. So, LJ, thank you, man. Shout out to it. LJ, man. LJ, we love you. Check out we his love new you, single, Sober, I think it's called. It's a great yeah, song. It's like yeah, it's hitting the like, top yeah. charts yeah. Yeah. right now. Fantastic. LJ's a super talented dude. Yeah, debuted. I saw a debut. It's, uh, I can't remember what number. Yeah, it yeah. debuted pretty good. 38 or something. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing well. He's an excellent artist. Yeah, agreed. You had... Uh, our boy Kit in Highway to the yeah, Sun. Yeah, he was in Highway to the Sun. Yeah, we uh, he sh- they sh- shot that most of his parts the second day. The f- the first day we did that B and E, B and E's B and N, B and N medals in Saskatoon here. Uh, we shot the the band part of it there, and then the next uh, well, a week later, then Kit was doing the, his parts on it. So yeah, kind of the same thing. That the was in the that was in the capital, wasn't it? Some no. some of it. No. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Kit's part was in the Capitol. Yeah. yeah. Some of it was in the, but the actual band part was at uh, B and N Metals here. Yeah, yeah. In where, do you remember where the shot of like the the long gravel road? Do you remember where that is? No, because I I wasn't there for that part, but that was Kit's part. Right. So, so there that, was, that video was released around the time Kit came to our studio when mm-hmm. when he came on our episode. I actually think it wasn't far cause from that because. I believe that's what Andrew or Brad told me that. You might have to check with them, but I think... Yeah, because, dude, I'm like, that That looks like Bellevue Road almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the night that Kit came, he kind of, like, he was maybe a mile mm-hmm. away from the studio. And, like, I was uh, legit standing on the road waiting for him to, like, show him oh, where, yeah. where the studio oh, yeah. was. I saw this car, like, come the headlights coming down, and, like, it stopped and, like, turned around, and I'm, like, texting him, like, dude, like, that was what totally you. you. Like, why yeah. are you turning around? <laughs> like, go one more mile kind of thing. And then, I, and it was shortly after that I saw the video, and I'm, like, this, like, just seems very similar to what we just went through, like, fucking Kit driving down this long, <laughs> straight dirt road. Brad, I'm pretty sure he, he told me where that was, but I, like, couldn't be certain. I exactly. don't think it. I don't think that it's the Bellevue Road, but it oh, okay. like if if yeah. you didn't know it, you'd be like, holy shit, that's. Yeah. There's so many of those in Saskatchewan. Well, I was gonna say right? there's a lot of gravel roads. Yeah. It <laughs> looks like a field to the right, field to the left. Exactly. <laughs> How would you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took the ropes and hung them high. And eight men lost their lives Bodies dumped in on my graves Where they laid forgotten, not forgave They hung them high up in the street For every one of us to see they made our children watch in fear As we wiped away their tears He said these Indians, they gotta learn 
that they're living in a white man's world. Yes, they're living in a white man's world. Only English spoken court. And Johnny is awful for. The words they heard they did not know. Still it led them to the gallows pole They hung them high up in the street For every one of us to see They made our children watch in fear As we wiped away their tears he said these Indians, they gotta learn That they're living in a white man's world Yes, they're living in a white man's world Lessons taught, lessons learned By who we are and where we were We're still standing on this land With every color of man No more hanging in the street There's not something we need to see Still there's trials, still there's tears Indians they seem to fear And we're living in a white man's world Yes, we're living in a white man's world Still living in a white man's world Thank you. What would you say is your favorite song to play on stage? Oh, boy. What is my favorite song to play on stage? Rich Man. I wrote a song called Rich Man. I love that song. And it's, 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 a, it's a break in my set because it's, it's, not, uh, it's not heavy. Right, but at the same time, it's it, it still makes it, it still evokes something. It's it's you know everybody buys a lottery ticket. You know everybody goes to work and they pay you because it's no fun, right? If it was fun, they'd charge you to do it. You know, so "Rich Man" is my daydream song, and I have a blast playing it all the time. Nice. On, on the first album, I did it down in uh, in Richmond, Saskatchewan, with Steve Cambites, and uh, we brought my nine-year-old daughter into the into the sound booth and she sang along with me so it's on the first album so it's it's something special for me and cool. sometimes she comes on stage she has a show she'll come on stage oh, sweet. Me, so it's pretty sweet love it and you i would say make me man that i played the first time i was with you guys that um just because probably personally for me the impact of that so that's one that i've always enjoyed playing i'm talked with aspen i'd like to maybe do an acoustic version of it here this this year at some point something a little different but yeah that one um has always been is that the one about your dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that one, 
by far and away is the one that I, I enjoy playing the most. So it's a little bit obviously the heavier song, but it tells. I think you have that emotional attachment to your own story sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's why for me personally, it's something I like. I'm trying to remember when you played that on the last show. I think it took you a couple takes to do it, didn't it? Could have, yeah. I think yeah. so. Depends yeah. on on uh, if I really get into it, it can because I tend to be very hard on the sleeve when I play. So I find that I'm I'm better if I'm like that. Right. If I just go up there and go through the motions and I don't. When you're portraying your emotions, yeah. when you're letting emotions out. When you're doing yeah. that, when you let emotions out, it it is difficult. You're putting, yeah, you're opening up, you're taking that zipper and just going. Try to stay in key when you're trying not to cry. It's hard. (laughs) Have you ever, have you ever had to stop like mid set and, and, and reset? Has that happened? I refuse to do that. Like if (laughs) if I, if I train wreck because I choke up or something like that while we're riding this train to to the end of it. I'll ride her out. Exactly. (laughs) I am, I'm kind of the same way because it, it doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be real. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the important thing. Yeah. You know? I agree. I'm not going to be the most perfect musician or singer and songwriter in the world, but I'm going to be real. Yeah. Right. So that's the important thing. The honesty comes out. It is there. The emotions come out. Like when I sing Indian Boy on stage, I have, like, I'll I'll usually warn the audience. I'll say, you know, I have trouble singing this song. Yeah. I do. It's what my grandfather Mm -hmm. and me. He was was the most important person I ever had. And then the things that happened to him. And then as I'm singing the song and telling his story, I'm feeling the emotions and I get choked up when I'm doing it, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. And it, it happens. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it means I'm doing it right. You know? yep. I, I, yeah. I would agree and encourage to keep doing it yeah, the way you're doing it. it. It always, they always tell us to people, and it may sound silly to some, but I find that if I play the show right the way I should have played it, they almost have to. We get done and just go like in a different place for about 10 minutes because if you're not playing that hard or letting it out that hard i don't feel like you give it enough and that to me is probably the best way to do it and if i don't do that i don't feel like i played the show hard enough as far as the singing wise or playing wise or emotional yeah. wise to the audience that to me is the most important part of it almost like you need about 15 minutes just to yeah decompress decompress a bit <coughs> that's interesting hmm. So don't come up to you right after a show. Oh, no, you, obviously you can't. <laughs> yeah. But it's just that's Chilling kind of my, out, man. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my personality if, if I do it right, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there's some nights you're just whatever it is. It's naturally you're just not always on your game, so that's yeah. the way it is. But How long have you guys been performing? Not together, but just even individually. Well, I've been performing that long. I was you know, pick around a guitar for quite a while, but... I didn't. I didn't start performing until after I sobered up. I, I sobered up and I started boxing as a as a form to stay sober. Then I hurt my back, so we. I started a boxing club in my garage and we opened up a boxing club in Leader, the Sand Hill Boxing Club, and it's still going great. You know, Kenny Bloom's still running. He's doing a great job. I was coaching with him there for a while, but after my back was injured, I couldn't. I had nothing to focus on, mm. so I started writing songs. So mm-hmm. I've been performing my own music three years four years right something like that you know both my albums have been recorded during covid hell yeah and that's okay so where where do you where have you recorded your albums everything's been in richmond saskatchewan and bad apple studios with stephen cambites and uh guys guys great fantastic knows knows inside and out he's a super talented dude he's a session guy 
and it's it's like I live out in Leader, so it's it's middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And Steve's house is only about forty minutes from mine, and, and he's got a studio in his in his basement. So it's not like a basement studio; it's a legit studio. Right. And um, but it's it's convenient, and it, convenience isn't the reason we used it either. It's it was the skill level that uh, that Steve brought to the table. Right. I don't know. I don't know where Leader is. Leader is in between Kindersley and Maple Creek, kind of. It's middle of, middle of nowhere. It's an hour and a half from everything. Mm. Oh. Like it's except forty minutes from the studio. From the studio, <laughs> and Steve's town is smaller than mine. There's nine hundred people in my town. There's like, if you're including dogs and cats in Richmond, there's like. 12 people there's yeah. like nobody tiny. man like there's a little more now that's being exaggerating but but yeah it's tiny all the small little map dots towns we're down in the southwest corner about three three hours from here oh, nice and, and well you uh i started playing i guess been about 2013 for a couple of years but then i took oh, five years off ish didn't really play that much so the last and then of course you had the pandemic i played a little bit before that but then the pandemic took away two years of that and then so yeah i guess it's been been since 2013 but it's been intermittent through there you know and um there was a big hiatus for yeah. about five years in there where i pretty much I actually sold everything oh really i sold uh guitars i sold my music equipment just i got out of it i uh was going through some stuff and some hard times and didn't think I ever wanted to do it again and tired of the whole business, the industry and, um, but it's like something it's when it's in your blood, you just never get rid of it. Yeah. And yeah. you start finding the inspiration again and had some good friends in the business that talked with me at that time, um, including Aspen and he, uh, he was very instrumental in getting me back to start recording some of this stuff and to, to continue writing and, um, I couldn't be happier these days as far as where it's going. I, you're probably a little bit more. Um, I was telling him outside, even you're, you don't get too high on things. You never get too low on it. It's almost like you go through that learning curve of everything. You you come into the industry and you're, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> right. and then all of a sudden, when you're hitting the ground, you're crashing and burning, and there's flames and people right. are screaming, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake up in the psych ward. <laughs> but no then you find you you know you you come through it and you you start writing about all the songs that uh your experiences in life and you temper yourself a bit you start doing it for the right reasons and that's kind of the slow burn trajectory that i'm on today with it so. right what would you say was um your favorite show or like not best crowd that you got to play for, but what would what would you say? Yeah, is your favorite show that you've gotten to play so far? Oh, Wembley Stadium '86. Yeah, O2 Arena. Um, I, I played a lot of cover music, like a lot of cover music, and I don't like it. You know, it's it's cool. You know, you get people up dancing and and they can yell for Brown Eyed Girl and shit like that, but you know free bird and free bird yeah uh, like you know you just want to hit him with wonderwall fucking guitar sweet home alabama yeah, but anything where i can play my any place where there's an audience that came to listen where you're not you're not set up in a corner for background noise you know like we yeah, went to hanks that. and and they were a ten of people were listening to the stories mm-hmm. um 
some at times they're stone silent you know they're staring at you it can be <laughs> you make you a little nervous mm-hmm. yeah like in your cover band you make a mistake nobody gives a shit I forget a line in one of my songs like oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but it, uh, to nail it down to a favorite gig any gig where I play my songs you know yeah any any place where I can share my songs hang on back that up a little bit is that just in your head because you messed up your own lyrics yeah it's and actually I don't know about you will but anytime I find it way easier to play cover songs than my own originals I think the reason for that is a lot of these cover songs, they burned into your brain since 1992. It's mm-hmm. wired in there. The song White Man's World I Played Tonight, I wrote that two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's yeah. like and trying to remember your own lyrics. Which they're, they're not burned. And once you're in the studio in the vocal booth and you go through all the editing and you and you, you listen to it over and over again, listening for the smallest little glitches and stuff like that, then it starts getting programmed in. But And, and then there's the pressure. It's like, well, you should never screw up your own song. Yeah. But you do. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, that's, I feel the same way. It's like I could play a thousand times in my room if nobody's listening yeah, to pay yeah. attention. Yeah. The minute you put lights and a camera in front of me, I will screw it up. And that's just seems like be the guaranteed thing a lot of times. But, yeah, like Burke was saying, it's anytime you can play your own stuff to a receptive audience, yep. um, that's that's phenomenal. And it it's, makes it worthwhile for what we all do in, it, in, in that regard. Steve, I, I've always said I'd rather have two people that sat there and loved my stuff and wanted to play my stuff or even possibly sang back some of my own songs to me than a thousand people that I was just another act coming through the door. Right. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Right. Well, you had it here tonight, so. Yeah. Oh, it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. So if you noticed our, I don't know about you, Will, but you noticed my eyes when I sang? Did, you, did anyone notice my eyes? No. Because they were closed the whole goddamn time. <laughs> So wrap it up. We gotta wrap it up. Start talking like an auctioneer. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Actually, so, I, this is a weird story. Well, we're on camera. A great place for it. <laughs> I used to practice as an auctioneer as a little kid. Like my dad used to have the CB radios from our combines. So I'd go in the in the lip, or in the porch because where he kept them, and I was so enthralled by auctioneers, and I would practice their dialect. Like they're verbatim how they would say things. I became really good at it for a while. So you're gonna have to do it now. You gotta, you gotta try. You can't build it up like that. You can't start the sentence and not finish it. Can you edit it though? Because it might suck. I don't want to have it suck. If it sucks, I won't leave it in. It's it's organic. Let's leave it be. (laughs) (laughs) We'll watch the playback after and see. I'm gonna turn it a little bit of 25 and 25 and 25 and 25 and a little bit of 35 and 35 and a half. About to ask, we got a 15 on the hat. About a 15 to a 17 dollar bit of 17 to a 17. Fuck yeah. really pretty good i wanted to buy a cow and you would you, you would do that on the cb radio well you used to be way better at it now i'm i haven't done this for decades so was it like family in the fields listening to you at the other end or like who was no, li- who was, was listening nobody. No. Cows. But we used to <laughs> why are you selling me it was cows wearing white school and getting sold but <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to him? <laughs> but, yeah, so I used to practice on the CB radio just because I wanted to learn how to speak fast like them and rattle it off. Of course, when you don't use it for years and years, you lose the that's that flow. Right. But you give me like an hour, I'd be better at it. I just have to go in the bathroom and make a lot of noise and then get it. <laughs> Sell a lot of shit in the bathroom. <laughs> sounded pretty bad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, you just have to go and get to practice. It takes that verbatim to get your 
to get all your inflections in the right spot to make that rolling rumble of yeah of dialect. So. I never understood why they did it that way. Yeah, like, yeah. Why can't like, they just fucking talk normal and be like, yeah, so you want ten like, bucks, like, twenty yeah. bucks, twenty five? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Agreed. We went to the no, it was fun. That's the PBR in Saskatoon. I was a little kid, and my <clears throat> the first time I ever been to the PBR car auction back then, and I think it was about five or six. And Dad's like, whatever you do. Don't even scratch your nose. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the first thing that happens? (laughs) Well, everything starts itching. And I'm just like not wanting to raise my hand because I was certain that if I did raise my hand to do this and you'd have to buy that car. Yeah. that's a you know idiotic you're at five years old, but I accidentally bought a a horse when I was drunk one time at an auction. (laughs) You serious? Yeah. Yeah, for a hundred dollars. Nice. My wife was outside having a smoke and she comes back in. She's like, Someone told me you bought a fucking horse. <laughs> yep. What are you going to do with a horse? <laughs> I don't know. Right? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Reason number 172 why I quit drinking. You ever, you ever go to auctions? Uh, Once or twice, yeah. I bought a car from the. Uh, oh, yeah. It was like the, the Prince Albert auction. Police auction? Yep. Dead and body I, in the trunk? No, no. I I thought it was a, a sweet deal, and I ended up I got my money back for that and car. Everybody it told you it was a car. stupid mistake. Oh, dude, it was a fucking Sebring, a Dodge Sebring. Oh boy, dude, the battery. Do you know where the battery is in that car? You have to take the tire off, and the what? the battery's inside the wheel well. Oh boy! So if you need to change a battery, like you got to remove the tire and fucking get at it from underneath. I was oh. like, I'm selling this fucking thing right away. <laughs> I, oh, that's how naive I was on that one. Yeah. But um, I think so because we're low on Mark's mm-hmm. phone there. Uh, the, yeah, the, sure. Throw me under yep, the bus. Yep, you bet. The way the way <laughs> we'll we'll go in to close it is. Uh, can you just tell the audience again, uh, like where Blackbird session is again, and where can people find your music? Go ahead, Will. Uh, the Blackbird session is coming to Hank's Tavern April 9th, 8 p.m. Uh, you can find my music, uh, Will Ardell, at uh, facebook.com backslash Will Ardell, youtube.com backslash Will Ardell. So everything Spotify, iTunes, etc. Mr. Burke? Yeah, just Burke Jodwin, just bunch her in. It's on every digital platform. Mm-hmm. Um, get a hold of me. I'll come sing in your backyard for you if you want. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> folks are able to make it. Yeah, April 9th. Hope to see you out there. I believe it'll be a, usually a $10 cover. And, I think uh, I think it's 10 at Hanks. Yeah. Well, yeah, time. we're going to try to pack the place and we're hoping to be at any town this summer near you if we can make it work. Absolutely. It's hard to talk about the end This pen and I toxic friends Words collide around my head And fall to the ground There's one thing I've left to say In case you don't come back my way There will never be a day I won't think of you Sorry I never loved you on restraint I'm sorry it took for granted all your pain You were trying your best to love me but I pushed you away I'm sorry I never loved you 
Someday in your life you'll hear those old footsteps of mine Ones that remind you Of the better times Maybe you will shed a tear Over how we were so insecure Hard as nails I appear But it's all for show Sorry I never loved you on restraint Sorry I took for granted all your pain You were trying your best to love me but I pushed you away Now I'm sorry I never loved you unrestrained Sorry I never loved you unrestrained Sorry I took for granted all your pain You were trying your best to love me but I pushed you away Now I'm sorry I never loved you unrestrained Thanks for wearing pants today. <laughs> I'm glad you reminded me before I left today. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. I wasn't. I wasn't ready to take my pants off yet. Well, yeah, because Joel, I said if I make sure I remember to wear pants because that's COVID. The last two years of Zoom calls, like you don't have to wear pants, right? He goes, well, if you don't wear pants, I won't wear pants either to make yeah. you feel comfortable. Yeah, so. you bet. <laughs>